0: It's okay, I'm
1: not okay. Each member has chosen for his or her own completely unique set of abilities.
0: I need to feel the raindrops on my head, on my head. Hey guys, sorry I'm late. Had to go number
1: two. Good to know. Is this thing a dog?
2: A dog? What kind of dog do you think it is, mate? I'm gonna go with Afghan hound. Oh my God, is it a werewolf? you don't send me to a werewolf? Yo, let me out!
1: Hey, he's not a werewolf, okay? He's a weasel. He's harmless. I mean, he's not harmless. He's killed 27 children, but you know. <laughs>
2: is Phoenix Cloud, and I'm so excited to be joined by my two co-hosts today. We are so excited to have back Mr. Nick Spain. Nick, how the hell are you, bro?
1: Doing good. Uh, I actually listened to the Luca episode, and there's applause now when people are introduced, so I better get some applause when, (laughs) when I get introduced. But it's been good. Happy to be back. Happy to be talking movies again. So super excited.
2: Excellent. And of course, joined by the grand code-breaking champion himself, Mr. Nathan Yeah, just blow his head up. All day long. (laughs) Nathan, how are you, sir?
0: I love it. Please, (laughs) never stop calling me that. I love it. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a couple weeks um, since we've actually talked about a movie. I know Phoenix, you and I had a special episode a few weeks back, so it's good getting back into routine. We actually have some stuff to talk about. I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, you and me both. And the movie that we are talking about today uh, is an exciting one. We finally got to see James Gunn's uh, beautiful, weird, twisted vision of the Suicide Squad was available in theaters and on HBO Max. Uh, We all saw it in theaters, as we said, off camera. Uh, Let's just dive right into it, guys. Uh, What were your non-spoiler right off the top thoughts of the Suicide Squad. Nathan, kick us up.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as like going into it, you know, Nick and I don't watch trailers. So I wasn't sure what the comedy of this was going to look like. The only thing I, I truly knew was the cast. Of course, we're always familiar with that trailer or not. And, and I knew about King Shark. I mean, that's all over the internet. You're going to get that <laughs> spoiled for you, whether you watch trailer or not. So. I was excited. I was looking forward to it. If I wasn't excited for this movie, I I wouldn't have gone to the theater where I would have just watched on HBO Max. So I was excited for it. Uh, I think James Gunn is a fantastic director. Obviously what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy was outstanding. Um, So I was excited. I, I wasn't sure what type of humor would be used in this movie. I wasn't sure how much it would connect to the DCEU. I was worried about a couple things that I'd saw just online. Like polka dot man kind of worried me because that looked insanely cringe. Um, (laughs) Did not turn out to be insanely cringe, but it looked cringe. Um, I I don't know. I was just ready for a great time. That's what I was ready for. I was ready to go to the theater by myself and just laugh it up. And that's exactly what happened. Solid, solid. Well, then I
1: guess I'll go next. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, I was super excited Um, to see james gunn direct this type of movie love the the two guardians i think i gave them both uh i think one's four like one's maybe three and a half or four um stars so really enjoyed his humor in in the guardians movie and kind of hoping that it it transitioned over into the suicide squad and i definitely think there are aspects that that did um i think it was was definitely a strong start but kind of the wheels came off as <laughs> as the movie went on um, but i think we'll we'll talk about that when when we get no spoilers right. or spoiler free or not spoiler free
2: <laughs> <laughs> words right uh no uh i love this movie this is uh probably one of the 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 funniest times i've ever had at a theater uh it was just it was just a blast uh, i too I adopted you guys' philosophy for this one and didn't watch any trailers for it. Uh, Basically, all I knew was, you know, we're getting Harley Quinn back. We're getting Viola Davis as Amanda Waller and Idris Elba and and John Cena. That was pretty much all I knew. And um, yeah, man, I was just taken aback. It was just such a fun ride uh hyper violent just want to just i mean it had everything in it that i enjoy violence uh good dialogue great humor a a worthy plot like it was just it was just fun fun all the way around so uh it has topped my uh 2021 list this is my new number one favorite movie of 2021 uh so yeah get out of here phoenix (laughs) that's where i'm at with it yeah
0: Yeah, as far as other just non-spoilery things, in case you're here still listening uh, and you haven't checked this out yet, definitely, definitely, (laughs) world's different than Suicide Squad, the 2016 version. Yes. If anyone needed to hear that, if anyone didn't know that, (laughs) the massive, massive flop that Suicide Squad was as a movie Regardless of whether that's David Ayer's movie or not, regardless of whether there's studio interference, I couldn't care less anymore. It still is an awful movie. Um, so this is a total rebound from it. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to, to get into it. Yeah, it's funny that the trend with, with DC is they release
1: a bad movie, <laughs> Justice League, Suicide Squad, and then it's either remade into something different like this, or right. they just completely like do the director's cut and it's a lot better anyway. <laughs> so it's like they have this weird trend of, of bad movies. So maybe they'll make a, another like fantastic
0: uh, Harley Quinn movie. Right. Um,
1: right. And that'll be better. <laughs> Who
0: knows? Yeah. I, I think it's funny too. Like, I like think it's funny when people in 20 years or. Our kids or people in thirty years, when they're going back and they're trying to revisit DCE movies, they're gonna be like, "Why is there Suicide Squad and then the, the Suicide <laughs> Squad? Why isn't there just two? The su- why isn't there just Suicide Squad two? What? Why? Why are there like a few returning characters, right? But not very many. Well, like, I wonder a- what people are gonna do when they go back. Just like, just like with other James Gunn movies, when they see that. Guardians came out in what 2014. Uh-huh. Guardians yeah. Two came out in what 2017. Like and that. then the third one won't come out until like
2: 2025. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like what the <laughs> hell happened there? Well, uh, you bring up a very you both actually bring up very interesting points because I'm like, yeah, this seems to be a trend with DC where it's like Justice League was awful, uh, and then we get Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is amazing, and they flopped with Suicide Squad, and then we get an amazing su- The Suicide Squad, uh, which actually could be Suicide Squad, too, because it doesn't Yeah, it, it doesn't could. like yeah, replace anything that happened it, before. It's almost right, it like, doesn't
0: tell the same story. It's right. almost like they were trying to trick people who aren't in the know. It's like they're trying <laughs> to trick general audiences. Right. Like, what yeah, is this Yeah, this is the first one. Right, like this, this one person. over here, it's it's like the exactly <laughs> that, uh, that white elephant real. child. Of they're the just thing. pretending <laughs> like it didn't exist. I I truly believe that's part of the marketing for it. I truly believe it was part of it because if they would have called it Suicide Squad two, general audiences who weren't in the know don't know James Gunn, don't know it's going to be all new characters. Right. General audiences would have been like Suicide Squad. That movie's awful. Duh. They're making a second one. I'm not seeing that. I I, genu- I genuinely do think it was to curve. Curve general audiences into seeing it.
2: Yeah, it didn't work because the box office was terrible. Still, but anyway. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, like yeah.
0: there were there are several reasons for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there as far as the box reasons. office being terrible, I know a significant amount of people that saw it early on free screenings. Right. It's free on HBO Max. Right. Uh, there's still a global pandemic. Yep. Um, so those are three massive Major. reasons right there. Mm-hmm. There's probably a couple more. Oh. The original
2: movie Plus, was, it was awful. terrible, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a couple reasons for that. Yeah, it sucks too because I like honestly, like I said, this is probably uh one of the best movies I've seen all year, and uh, and really, like, it's just a blast, it's just such a fun movie. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I forgot, but yeah, <laughs> that's uh, what to say about it was that, uh, I think it's a fantastic movie. Uh, and I wanted to talk a little bit about characters because uh, the thing that was, in, was not interesting, but <laughs> the thing that was really bad about the first one was that they didn't really fully develop these characters. It was sort of just a, not, not really a blank slate, but just like a, hey, here's who they are. Here's what they did. And they really spent a lot of time on that. And then once the team was formed, it was sort of just like, okay, here we go. And here's nine strangers working together (laughs) with different skills. Uh, What do you think was unique about the way that they formed this team in particular and how they dealt with their backgrounds? Well, I think – go ahead, go
1: ahead. I was going to say, I think something that, that I noticed right off the bat is they, they did more like flashbacks of, of the past. Um, I know for like Rat Catcher 2, they were like sitting in the bus and, right. and like in the, the windows of the bus, you could like see her flashback, which was super cool to see Taika Waititi as her, right. her father. A little Easter egg there. Yeah. Um, as the he original was, Rat
0: he was actually supposed to have a bigger role. Yeah, but they couldn't work it out, like with, as far as his schedule. Right. Yeah. So I think um, I think that was interesting.
1: Um, I don't know if we really got like a peacemaker, uh, like throwback or like his backstory. So I think they like ignored some characters and like said one thing about him. Um, I don't know, but also there there's like the point where you have so many new and original characters it's not like you can like build them out so in detail like you could like in an mcu where like three of them have their own movies and then two of them (laughs) like come in and then have their own movies later so i get it
2: you kind of have that situation with uh with uh harley quinn and uh i guess boomerang was in the the first one even though yeah (laughs) i mean my
1: thing with harley quinn though is like have we ever like truly got her backstory? Was it in, in the original Suicide Squad? It's been like forever since I've seen that movie. Not really. No. <laughs> yeah, so I mean like we've never really gotten her backstory. And even with Yeah, like, had, like one
0: of- like one cringy scene with the Joker. Right. That's pretty right. much it. Because wasn't
1: she like a psychiatrist before?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's see why have we never seen that? So, so- <laughs> get it get it together, DC. <laughs> so for me, like I didn't I didn't really think the backstories were impactful and i know right. that i'm in the opposite camp
2: on that Not necessarily. Like, there agree. were
0: a little bit of an effort there there was a little bit of the effort there but the only reason that i cared about any specific character was was a i loved king shark because he was just sweet like that's <laughs> so unique and so different so yeah i wanted i soaked up every minute of him on camera but then as far as the non-Shark characters, um, <laughs> the only ones I really cared about were the ones that were funny. Like, that's that's uh, all that mattered to me. Like, I, I thought Peacemaker was hilarious. Right. I thought Idris Elba had his funny moments. And I thought Rick Flag was moderately funny as well. So, like, those are really the only characters I, I cared about. <laughs> um, I didn't say, like, oh, Ratcatcher had a background and Polka Dot Man had a background, <laughs> so I care. No, like that just, that that didn't really work for
2: me. Actually, I, I, I love that you brought that up because that is something that I agree with is that uh, there, there there's a touch on each character's background, but it's also not really... Driven into, it's not explored. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't want to say it's a flaw of the movie. No, then we it's, have it's, a
0: three-hour movie. Exactly. It's not. It's a flaw. just. It's just when you're. We're asking what makes me care about these characters, if they're funny or not. That, <laughs> that's what makes me care. Yeah.
2: Like I think, and that works within uh, the tone of this movie. Is that I don't need to like have an emotional connection to all of these characters, but knowing that they're weird they're, they're, that they're off-putting that they're you know obviously different from your typical superhero right whose backstory you need to know and their entire moral fabric these are these are characters who you just need to know why they're violent and what's wrong with it and i think that's and i think that was just handled extremely well so like it's not a flaw at all actually i think it, it fits the tone of this movie perfectly
0: well, let's get into it. Let's talk spoilers. Anyone else want to say anything before we go ahead and do that? Yep.
2: Let's do it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
0: Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Let's talk spoilers. I'll kick us off here. Um, the opening scene, and I guess the opening 10, 15 minutes, not the first literal, literal location or scene, The whole starting in prison and then the beach scene was just remarkable. (laughs) It was like, this is the best opening that I can remember of a movie that's come out in the last few years. Like, it was just so much fun. Just off the top of my head, if I really dug into it, I could probably think of another one. But just off the top of my head, a true, like, opening five, ten minutes this was remarkable. I loved how it just had so much flair and pizzazz right off the bat. You could tell it was a different movie right away. Um, and then they completely misdirected us as far as having all these heroes, villains, members of the Suicide Squad just go into the beach. They introduce Weasel, who's hilarious. You get the different different Rick Flagg. Uh, much, much different than the one we get in the 2016 version. Oh, yeah. And then they misdirect us, and almost all of them die right away. And I just think that was so cool. It was so cool how it was edited, how it was shot. I loved the transition, too, where then we see, like, our real Suicide Squad walking on the beach alone. <laughs> and you know, like, oh, crap. They, the, the other guys were just a complete <laughs> misdirection, and we're going to get killed all along. That was the intention so it was so violent it set the. it, it instantly set the tone of the movie and, and honest to god like that opening 10 15 minutes whatever you want to call it there mm-hmm. was phenomenal yeah and also too is like i said this um
1: in in my my review vaguely because i didn't want to spoil it but i mean i love just how bold they were with these characters i mean i to keep comparing the MCU is that the MCU is, is the king of bringing people back from the dead to an extent, you know, like vision, you know, of course, like he was back in WandaVision, but I mean, he was back. Loki's been back a couple times. So like people would get brought back. I love how just ruthless they were <laughs> with these characters. Like immediately, like Nathan said, you're all like, okay, these are the characters for the movie. Like, you know, Weasel was hilarious. I liked Pete Davidson um and and of course like love the the throwback to to Yandu um seeing him again obviously it's not Yandu but still right um you know seeing like the the director crossover and then everybody just getting killed dramatically and glorifying <laughs> violence
0: on the beach you're like ah okay so this <laughs> is what this is going to be about
1: um yeah
0: it's also so bold in the sense that it, at least in my mind like these characters and their powers are just so untraditional, and right. for lack of a better word, I, I hate to use this word, but it's it's honestly true. Like these characters' powers are so dumb. Like they are. Like, oh yeah, the Detaching Man. Like that's right. such a that dumb power. That the was javelin hilarious. guy is just a ja- a guy with a javelin. Like Ooh, yeah. What, yeah, a lot of what, them were just like that? good fighters. What is Weasel gonna do? Like what is his <laughs> power he's just a rat like he uh, killed 24 so, children that's, that's what, what i'm saying in. like that's so bold in in it of itself like that's not a safe choice whatsoever and i'm right. sorry lack of a better term like that's exactly what they are they're dumb characters <laughs> yeah they're they're very dumb powers but that's part of the fun that's why it's so funny it's fun seeing yeah detaching man be like yeah i'm gonna do something and his arms just detach, <laughs> and everyone's watching him like what is going on and i
1: love too how they're like Oh, that's what. Uh, what is it? The DFM stand. Uh, oh D- oh yeah, D- T-D-K. yeah, TDK. Yeah,
2: TDK. That's yeah. what it
1: stands for. Because they're like, ah. kid.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, um, you know, and I, I mean, they are so bold to kill everybody. Right. Like, even later on in the movie too, and I'm, I assume that that will get to that, but just like them having no fear of killing off, even like short-term characters but like long-term characters as well um i think that that really set itself apart as well and i think it allows them to continue on in this like suicide squad universe because they have so many dispensable Mm -hmm. characters that they can just pull so many out like there's probably so many criminals in like dc prisons that have to say what Nathan said, dumb powers right. and just pull them out and be like, you know what? Like you go out there, you do something and you get killed. And oh, well, you yeah. know,
2: like, yeah, all, all of that, what you guys just said is, is so true. And like, speaking on the boldness, I remember seeing uh, a poster for a uh, suicide squad and it mm-hmm. had the names of, of the characters like sprinkled in there. And I remember reading it and I was like, who the hell is Javelin? I was like, I was like, who the hell is TDK?" I was like, like if I saw it, I'm just I'm look I'm reading it and I'm like, I wouldn't see this movie because I'm like, I don't know any of these characters. Yeah. And then to speak to that brilliance of of what they did in that opening sequence, we're going to kill them. Like, the, all these the, the, some of the people that we literally marketed this movie for. We're yep. killing them within the first 5-10 minutes. Well, like, and-
0: and another thing too is like, and I'm not a comic book reader. So if you're a comic book reader listening to this and you're a huge DC fan, please don't come after me. But I remember there was a lot of speculation when we knew that Idris Elba was going to be the star, but we didn't know who he was playing. Right. I remember there was a ton of speculation on who he was going to be playing. And when James Gunn was like, oh "Yeah, Oh he's playing Bloodsport. I was like, who is that? <laughs>
2: that was I was sport. like, who
0: right. is that? What? We're <clears throat> just going with characters that nobody knows. So, <laughs> If if I live under a rock for that, then I live under a rock for that. So sorry. But that's exactly your point, Phoenix. Like whereas Marvel is trying now to introduce now, Marvel comics are much more widely known as far as that. Mm-hmm. And I know that when they started, like Iron Man and Thor were like secondary characters. They weren't even the biggest
2: right. Marvel
0: properties. But now they're trying to get bigger. They're trying to introduce, you know, these more well known Um, properties but the Suicide Squad and DC is now with this property obviously just throwing out people that we've never heard of and saying this is what you're gonna get
2: (laughs) I mean and that again speaks to that boldness where it's like you know not to not to keep comparing the two but you know uh, Iron Man was was a b-level character uh, according to Marvel Uh, you know saying Uh, obviously their biggest titles were were Spider-Man and X-Men and they had sold those off. So like they, they kicked off with Iron Man and Iron Man's a B level character. And now we're 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 down into the C's and the D's. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying with Eternals and in, in Shang-Chi, like you you'd have to be deep in the comics to to know those characters. And for James Gunn and Warner Brothers to be like, "Yeah, we're going to start there." We're we're pretty much gonna start with our right. D F level characters, and and not only are we gonna start there, we're gonna kill them like within the first ten minutes, we're gonna kill half of them, and and then as the movie goes on, we're gonna kill more of them. Like the the boldness is ridiculous in this movie. Like it's it's bold and honestly kind of original because I've I've never seen. a a superhero anti-hero movie ever do something like this
1: well i love too, um and this is just something in movies that i love is when movies are bold like with killing off characters because like in some of these movies where they could kill off characters it's almost unrealistic and you're just appeasing the fans at, at some point which i get um perfect example in the force awakens everybody should have died like twice you know what i mean like everybody should have died like three or four times um but they did it because they wanted to keep their characters they were too afraid to kill them off so i love love that we get introduced to all these characters and you're like okay this is who we're gonna spend the movie with and bam like all (laughs) of them are dead other than like two of them and you think weasel's dead and then he's not you know so (laughs) Well and so maybe Weasel return. Maybe Weasel will get his own movie. That'd be sweet. And something
2: how much would you have loved at the end of this movie to see Weasel will return?
0: (laughs) That would have been hilarious. (laughs) But I will say, like something that's inevitable in all superhero movies, and it does happen here a couple times, that is a huge pet peeve of mine because it's just overused so much. Is when character A is standing over character B, no matter whether they're good guys, bad guys, whatever. Character A is standing over character B, "Oh, I'm gonna kill you." Uh, last words, uh, and then someone comes and just kills the guy standing over them. Oh, the day is saved. Good, uh, good, re- good example of this is when peacemaker standing over rat catcher, right, killer. Right oh someone comes in and throws off peacemaker oh. and i'm so sick of that trope because it happens in every single movie every single superhero movie and while they try to limit it here uh it still happens but i do want to give it credit for limiting that and actually going through and killing the characters that's i'm actually praising this here on the back end for not falling into the tropes
2: <laughs> i think that's one thing james Gunn is especially good at is leaning into trope and then finding a a, a new avenue to look at it like because that scene that you're talking about i i i i see where you're what you're talking about but also I'm looking at it like but what a creative way to do it you know what I'm saying like he literally stops it at the point where it's about to happen rewinds us back eight minutes prior so right that, right i'm not talking about yeah. that'm
0: I'm, I'm giving credit for yeah for how he did it yeah
2: yeah yeah it's just a really like you're you're right on. you're right on the trope like yeah that happens like literally all the time but i love i love his his way of looking at it and saying like oh why don't we try to do it like this so it doesn't seem so right now and out of the moment
0: and one thing i i just truly love about this movie is such a generic thing but we've already (laughs) talked about the boldness is like they finally just didn't care like james gunn dc the dceu in general like they just didn't care finally they've learned their lesson of we're not going to micromanage our directors we're going to give them creative freedom oh we got to do this that and the other to appease the fans we got to be like marvel we got to do this we got to do that they didn't care and especially james gunn like they gave him his creative freedom they said do whatever you want we trust you here and they learned their lesson from the previous movies but But James Gunn, I think, especially didn't care. He's like, this is the movie that I want to make. I don't care if it's appealing to general audiences. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's too violent Mm -hmm. that it turns some people off. I don't care if the humor is just so ridiculous that some people don't like it. (laughs) I don't care that I'm going to almost not be able to put King Shark in the movie because the CGI budget's way too high. I'm doing it. (laughs) Like, he just obviously he wasn't completely carefree and just threw anything in the script that came to his mind. Like he obviously executed it. He took a ton of planning. He's a total visionary. That's not what I'm saying, but like he did not give two craps about what other people were going to think. He just did what he wanted to do. And I think that was awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it just makes me wonder, like talking about how well of a a direction this movie was from, from James Gunn is, is what, happened if if marvel just kept him on and didn't give him the boot you know yeah, what i mean right. like because i mean he he got the boot from from guardians went over to to dc said that he was gonna make this movie and then marvel was like oh okay come back and then, <laughs> you know we get guardians three but like what would this movie would this movie have even been made in the first place would you know it Probably. be this good or would it would it be right. completely different like it just, it just makes me wonder from, I mean, from yeah. that standpoint.
0: And just comparing movies, right? And like I said, I want to make myself perfectly clear. James Gunn was not carefree writing the script. He totally planned it out, did what I wanted to do. But like, he didn't care what the fans wanted. He right, just right. did what he wanted. Not spoiling anything for one of our other co-hosts here who has not seen Star Wars, but The Rise of Skywalker does several things only to appease the fans.
2: <laughs> Total fan
0: service, like, not even Avengers Endgame level fan service, like, completely unearned just because the fans want it.
2: Oh. And, and
0: <laughs> this is the opposite. They said, this is what we're doing. I, I don't care if the fans don't like it.
2: This right. is what yeah. I want to do.
0: And I love that. That's and cool. and kind of bridging into that is King Shark. Like, we got to talk about this some more. <laughs> I mean, he was hilarious. He was,
2: um, he was literally, like, what was what's so interesting to me was I was like, I'm like, okay, you got Idris Elba, you got John Cena, uh, you know what I'm saying, you got Harley Quinn, you know what I'm saying? These are these are obviously gonna be the characters that I I connect to and gravitate towards. Bruh, I was so madly in love with King Shark, Ratcatcher, yeah. Polka Dot Man. I'm like, I like, I'm like honestly, I want more of those guys. Like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, Harley Quinn did her thing. Idris did his thing. John Cena did his thing. I'm looking forward to Peacemaker, but I honestly want, I hope King Shark and Ratcatcher get some more screen time. Like I really want to see more of those characters.
1: Definitely. Well, the the funny thing talking about Peacemaker is Nathan and I were talking last week, and somebody didn't stick around to the the closing credit scene. Yeah. Me, who, who, who was that? Me. So. <laughs> Here I am thinking this whole time, ah, Peacemaker's dead. Like, they (laughs) killed him off, like, again, speaking on that boldness. And then he's obviously not. So I guess we're going to have to go back and watch the the closing credit scene for sure. But I do want to talk about Polka Dot Man because (laughs) – What's this guy's name? David. I don't even want to try and pronounce his das,
2: name. Das Moklian? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this,
1: this guy creeps me out, to be honest.
0: Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's in, he's in Prisoners. Yeah, he's it's in Prisoners, freak. and right. he's a total
1: weirdo. Right. So whenever I see him in anything else, and I've seen him extremely a lot recently. <laughs> I've watched both Ant-Mans. Right. I've watched this. And I feel like he's in everything that I've seen, like, in the background all the time. And he just freaks me out. But his character was so fun, Um, you know, when he, like, gets those big, like, polka dots, and he has to go, like, vom up all the, all his polka dots, Um, even for him to release, like, when um, he thinks of the starfish as his, as his mom, Um, that was just hilarious, so.
2: That was just Good. great stuff, man. Yeah. Like, so
1: as, as much as David Dalphie and Chain, whatever his name <laughs> is, uh, freaks me out. You know, this, this I enjoyed Polkadot Man as well.
2: Yeah. That, that speaking back on that boldness, like uh, he literally was one of my favorite characters, and then they kill him off. I was like, what? Like, yeah, oh, <laughs>
1: oh, oh, like I was like, what the? <laughs> I
2: was I was devastated. I'm like, oh, because that was that was just someone I really enjoyed, and like. The scenes where where he sees his mom everywhere,
0: like
2: like it's the one that is the creepiest is when he's dancing in the club and all the women look like his mom. That was so funny.
1: Well, I found this picture online, (laughs) and I I honestly wanted to to like tweet like the Suicide Squad spoilers without context. This is what I would have put. What I would have put. And for those listening, it's
2: Patrick star as, you know, a woman. As, much. as polka dot man's mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. so
0: But I wanted to um, circle back on the Peacemaker thing for a second. A lot of us knew that there was a Peacemaker show coming before seeing this because James Gunn was bragging, and rightfully so, on the fact that <laughs> He was like, oh, we had so much time during the lockdown of COVID that I just sat down and wrote a whole Peacemaker show for the fun of it. And it's like, wow, I wish more people did that.
2: Um,
0: so we knew we were getting it. So when Peacemaker dies in the movie, um, I was like, okay, is this going to be a a prequel I show? Know? Yeah, really? I don't really want a prequel show. And then when it was the end credits and they're like, oh, he's alive. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. So, so how did least, he least live? Obvious. That's the least obvious thing ever. Right? How I mean? They live? just they just basically like showed him in a hospital room, okay. in bed, sleeping, and they were like, "Yeah, he's alive." Okay. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we figured. <laughs> um, like it, it, it almost would have been more shocking if James Gunn didn't brag on the fact that he wrote a whole show right. in COVID, but like he had to brag about that. That's that's sweet. <laughs> um, it was
2: it was sweet because like at that scene when uh which is a great freaking great fight scene uh when you know he's fighting rick flag and i was like is he gonna kill like it 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 gave you that sort of push and pull like is he really gonna kill him and then and then it was like so we're getting us a prequel series like it was it was a good like jarring moment to be like oh uh, okay i don't know which way this is going and again, man, dude, like the, the word that I keep circling back to is bold. Like, yeah, you know, just they literally the,
1: killed off like one of like four characters that was in the original movie.
2: Right. Like in, in a major character. It's not like he was like right. a, a scrub. Like this dude mattered to the story. So I was just like, wow. Um, but yeah, just that. And then and the boldness of announcing that you have a Peacemaker series coming like before the movie even drops is like. Hmm, like why would you do that? And especially knowing you had that scene in there, you know, saying you could have not announced the Peacemaker series. And then we would have seen the in-credit scene and been like, oh, okay, wonder what comes next. Right. And then be like, oh, Peacemaker, and been like, oh, okay, that's sweet too. But the the idea of announcing it early, then putting that scene in, you know, making it a question mark for for people watching it, and then have that in credit scene. It was like, okay, you know what, like, I see the cojones <laughs> on James Gunn right now, like, this dude is, this dude has no fear, like, whatsoever, he's gonna do whatever he wants, and, man, you just gotta respect it, like, that that's just, that's just dope.
0: I do want to transition into some of the issues I had, because, you know, we, we have to talk about that, um, <laughs> It was hilarious. This was a very fun movie. I'm so glad I saw it in the theaters. There was a point in time where I thought that this was my favorite movie of 2021. Where I thought it was. And then that whole third act happened. (laughs) Nick and I have discussed this at length off camera. Um, That third act is a total total mess. I'm sorry. I don't (laughs) Like I I get that a lot of people had fun with it, but it's, it's horrifying how, how much of a mess that is.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say there, there came a point for me. I don't know, like when, when specifically it came, um, to where it just, like, like I said, in the opening, the wheels started to, to slip off, um, it, it doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy the whole thing. Um, I just think you got to do certain things. Um, and I just don't think it, it like lived up to what the rest of the movie was, if that makes any sense.
2: You're talking about the third act?
1: Yeah. It just, I don't know. Like I, it's hard to put my finger on it. Maybe Nathan can, can say like his, his beef. But for me, like there was just something that it just got to this point where I was like, eh, it's just, this <laughs> is getting a little old. I want to see something different now.
0: Yeah. What, what, what's the name of the big starfish? Is it just starfish? Uh, yeah.
2: Starro, Starro the Conqueror.
0: Starro. Yeah. Okay. Star-O. I think that's a really unique idea. Mm-hmm. I thought pretty much all the way up until the point that he is released Right, everything was solid, of course. It's, it's no Oscar winning screenplay by any means, <laughs> but it was fine for a superhero movie story. It was fine. Um, and then he gets released, and everything is just chaos. It's 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 poor writing. I'm sorry, it is mm. it's poor writing. Like, mm. everyone, the fact that Starro has this ability to like shed many versions of himself and take over people you are now showing the audience how much power that person has Mm -hmm. to be able to control people and just send out mini versions of yourself at will that most people can't stop. First of all, you're demonstrating that you have so much power that some rats can stop you. And I get that. Like I get that it's all the rats in the city, maybe all the rats in surrounding cities. I'm sorry. There's no way. There's no way. And the whole, like, I've been running around with this javelin all movie and now it has a purpose. (laughs) I I, I don't think that worked out whatsoever either. Um, The whole third act just screamed. This is a superhero movie. Mm -hmm. Superhero stories normally have flaws, normally. Um, Of course, there's some phenomenal screenplays for superhero movies the dark knight black panther but this was not one of them and that, that third act absolutely was just it, it was horrifying how how bad it was like i i went from wow this is probably my favorite movie of 2021 is this better than a quiet place 2 i don't know i'm i'm really considering it to when is this over <laughs> like when, when is this over i just found the whole battle against starro mm-hmm. so underwhelming and um inconsistent power struggle inconsistent powers mm-hmm. um and it was just an absolute mess
2: okay uh i can agree to an extent i do i do think uh yeah they they sort of they sort of superpowered starro to a point where it was like this doesn't seem like the team that is capable of, of defeating a threat that, that severe. Um, so how they do it is ultimately kind of unbelievable. Like, if, like if there's any word to put up, put to it, it's sort of like, okay. Like it, it it's like, We have to have our protagonists win. And this is the best we can come up with (laughs) based on the the team that we have. So
0: Yeah, and I mean like they waited until like a half hour left to release the biggest villain of the movie, the main villain of the movie. So you wait for for a little over two hour movie, like a two hour ten minute movie, you wait until like an hour forty to finally unleash him. Mm Mm-hmm. And then everything happens just so quick You demonstrate once he's released That he is ridiculously powerful Can mind control Everyone if he wanted to And then 15 minutes later he's defeated Like I just I That doesn't work for me If yeah. he was a consistent villain throughout Now I get that would a change the whole At least movie. a consistent threat A consistent threat throughout yeah. yeah. And he was mind controlling people the whole time Maybe that would be different it's I, I feel like they were two different movies. I do. Like there's the humor portion and the getting there to starro portion. And then once he's unleashed, it, it's not even the train went off the tracks. The train completely fell off the bridge. Like <laughs> it was a whole nother movie. And I, I was waiting for it to be over. Well, and my thing too is, is touching on a little bit of what Nathan said. Like it got
1: to the point when he was just releasing all these like mini starfishes on people and they were like, "Okay, your mission's done. Like, you destroyed it. Like, you know that that stuff." At that point, I was like, "Okay, how how are they gonna like come out of this?" Because <laughs> the this starfish, this man just literally just releasing all of this these starfish on people. I was like, "Okay, he's getting to the point where it's unstoppable. He's unstoppable, and mm-hmm. it's it's getting to the point where." Um, Marvel in you know Captain Captain Marvel is like okay well we can't have her in all these movies because she's getting a little bit too unstoppable right um and I think that's exactly like what happened here is that like the villain to me seemed unstoppable and I was like okay how is this how is this gonna come out like it, you like, know what I mean
2: because and not
0: only that they they introduce him with 30 minutes left
2: right and my thing was and i know i know this is just my a, a a personal thing for me it it that i think would have been interesting would have been cool i'm not sure if they had the budget for it or if you know schedules lined up or whatever but i thought you know what would have been funny at least for me would have been probably a good joke and and i think would have would have been a nice tie in is you have him do all of this stuff, right? He kills Polka Dot Man. You got uh, the rats. Uh, you you got to have that rat catcher scene, which I think is amazing. But I think right at the end of it, right when she's like crying and you know, saying the rats are are taking over Starro, Superman just flies in and, and takes him out into the galaxy. Like, like, and the only reason I think that would have been hilarious is because they would have put in all of that effort you know what I'm saying, fought to tooth and nail, you know what I'm saying, did everything they could and they look like the good guys and then all of a sudden uh, the the superhero flies in and saves the day and just takes all their credit away. The real good guy. Right, right. And to me, I just think that would have been, one, hilarious and two, would have been a a good tie-in for the future because of a Suicide Squad versus Justice League movie that they're planning. So I'm like, I think that would have been interesting, funny. And it just would have been you'd have had this emotional high, you know what I'm saying, with Harley Quinn with the javelin, uh Rat Catcher with the rats, blood sport, you know, what I'm saying uh shooting them down and all of that, all of that, all of that effort, and then just the superhero says it all. <laughs> like it just I think it, that would have been hilarious. It was
0: also just way too generic.
2: It was yeah. way too generic
0: for, yeah. for a movie. That we have praised for being bold, flashy, right. itself, original. It copped out. It copped out and went this <laughs> super generic route. Right. And that yep. just, it, it left a bad taste in my mouth.
2: Definitely. I, I can agree to that. I can agree to that. And you know what I'm saying? And it's it's sucks, but I don't think, it's not, it doesn't weigh the movie down so much that it it, it ruins the movie, at least for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get what like you're you're spot on what you're saying. Like it is very generic and it feels like sort of like a tack on just to have this moment and it goes on a bit too long. It's like like this is what's what's pushing this movie well over the two hour mark. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think the characters, the story, uh and the action and the comedy in it is just, it saves it so much so that even that ending, which is weaker than the rest of the script is, isn't enough to tear the entire movie down. Fair enough. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Fair enough. I I do think that, I do think it was just a complete, I I can't remember the last time a movie was riding so steady and then just took such a massive turn (laughs) for me personally that it derailed I, I can't remember the last time that i was thinking wow this is probably four and a half stars and then completely <laughs> derailing and feeling generous giving it three and a half i, I just i can't remember a time that that's happened
1: right yeah i think for me like i was definitely enjoying it like i had a lot of fun with it but it was never like as high for for me, at least, as as it sounds like it was, obviously for you, Phoenix, and then for Nathan in, in the beginning. So.
2: All right. So let's hear it. Final scores for the Suicide Squad. Nick, kick us off.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's a three star for me. Um, it is. Yep. I know Phoenix. <laughs> um, it, I, it's I had fun with it. You know, um, it was it was a good time. But at the end of the day, like that's just kind of all it was for me. It didn't really do anything else. I I enjoyed that they killed off some main characters and and took that step of being bold. Um, it was funny. It it had some good action. But to me, like it didn't it didn't like hurt itself. And at the end, um, it just didn't do. It also just didn't do anything to like solidify itself for me as a movie that I walked out and was like, wow, that was. Awesome. It was more of like, okay, that was that was fun, and that was definitely strange, but it was fun. So that's just kind of the boat
0: boat that I'm in. Okay. Uh Nathan, what
2: about you?
0: Yeah, it's a three and a half stars for me. Like I said, I i was really considering this as being my best movie of 2021, and then that third act was just <laughs> abysmal. Um it's hilarious, it's really funny. I'm so glad I got to see it in the theaters. And um It's just a fun movie. I love how bold DC was with this. But, man, I mean, James Gunn has to be a better writer than what that ending was. And (laughs) overall, just it leaves a sour taste in my mouth, even though it's a fun movie overall.
2: Okay. Uh, It's a four and a half uh, for me. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, like I said, just original, bold. I think it it has that... uh, divisive nature to it which is which is you know as a filmmaker you gotta kind of embrace that and i feel like this film does uh it's definitely the best dc eu movie like in my mind uh i've only seen about six of them so you know i'm saying maybe maybe when i see the rest uh this will be topped but yeah for me this this is the best offering that dc has produced uh the entire doing the entire film run so uh i think james gunn knocked it out of the park i fell in love with a lot of characters who i hope to see more of so yeah for me it was it was a great time at the movies (laughs) it was a great time and i would easily see it again today tomorrow doesn't matter
0: all right well we have had a while to do code word (laughs) yeah because that's just how it's worked out but we're finally going to go ahead and do it so nick why don't you remind everyone what your clues were
1: all right well well let's find it (laughs) so give me a sec
0: I will say this was uh, even with a month. This was this was challenging because yeah. the code, your physical code word is so generic that, <laughs> like I don't know if we've ever received a more generic just physical word, right? And but that's ne- neither here nor there. Okay, here we go. We found it. We found. It. Okay,
1: so the code word was female. It came out from 2008 to 2015. The lead is also in an MCU film in the last five years, and the lead has been nominated, um, but not won a Best Actress slash Best Actor.
2: Yeah. <laughs> who, who do we give it to first? Well... Nathan is our code-breaking champion, so that means I will take on this role. Um, See,
1: I think Nathan as the code-breaking champion should go first, but that's (laughs) just me.
2: (laughs) I said no. Uh, This was a challenge and a half, bro, Uh, because there's so many movies that could fit this. Um, And... It's 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 ridiculous, and they all came out in this in this span, so it's <laughs> So this is ridiculous. Um, but uh, there were a lot of choices. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the one that that uh, works for me. So I'm I'm gonna go with her, uh, which was a uh, 2014. I want to say, uh, starred. Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Scarlett Johansson as the voice of the AI. Uh, She's also Oscar nominated this past, uh, what, 2019, when she was double Oscar nominated for Jojo Rabbit and Marriage Story, but did not win either, which was a travesty. Uh, So, yep, that's gonna be my pick. And obviously she's led an MCU film in the last five years, which was Black Widow, which was this year. So uh, that's my guess, her, Scarlett Johansson, for the co-work right nathan what do you got
0: <laughs> i wanted to go with something less mainstream so i started to go with like lupita nuongo and then i moved over to rachel mcadams because she's in the mcu but doesn't doesn't really have a role um she has not been nominated for best actress even though she has been nominated for best supporting actress so that's going to cancel her out I wanted to go with someone less mainstream, but Scarlett Johansson has been nominated for Best Actress, as Phoenix has already pointed out. I'm going to go with a different movie than you, though. I'm going to go with Lucy from 2014. Uh, this is me throwing mud at the wall and hoping it sticks. Mm-hmm. I have little confidence in this pick, but it matches everything. The true code word itself of female is just so
2: <laughs>
0: so unspecific and generic yeah. that I have no we we're, we're
2: just playing we're shooting likes in the dark, in the dark, here. dark
0: right <laughs> yep we're shooting in the dark the 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 code word itself is is not helpful um, <laughs> but that's what I'm gonna go with i'll I'll go with Lucy and Nick you had your headphones out please next time make uh, the code word itself a little less generic. <laughs>
1: Well, hopefully, I'll I'll shed some light on uh, on the code word. So the code word was female. You guys were both right with the uh, the person Scarlett Johansson. Unfortunately, we're not correct in the movie. So I guess that's fortunate <laughs> for me, though. Um, see, I think somebody should get a point if they if they go spot free, no guesses. Um, uh, I, oh, so we're encouraging being generic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yes, Scarlett Johansson was the the correct choice. Uncorrect movie, however, unfortunately. Um, so her character in this movie is called the female. So that's where Uh, female comes from. And the movie is under the skin directed by Jonathan (laughs) Glazer. It comes out in 2013. Um, which actually I had never heard of this movie. It just had a cool poster and didn't have a lot of people that I knew but I actually saw a TikTok with somebody breaking down 100 of the best performances in their opinion. And this was on there. So I was kind of surprised by that. I was like, "Mm, that's a sign. Um, (laughs) That's a sign. It's a sign. So that is the code word. Happy to, uh, to have cemented a point for no guesses. So
2: (laughs) that was a, that was really tough. That was really tough because like all three of those movies under the skin her lucy literally came out in that period between 2008 and 2015 like yeah. all all three movies came out in that time which, so I, like, which I
1: didn't even realize so <laughs> good <laughs> so, on me
2: right so it was like oh great so you're really just shooting in the dark which whichever one this could be but uh i did not know that her character was called the female that probably would have
1: yeah that would, that would probably piss me off if i actually watched it um <laughs> you know like the protagonist, the protagonist <laughs> which i actually was talking to um one of my friends who's actually another big movie buff and i was just i just got heated all over again at at that so <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man these actually right, all of these characters the swimmer the quiet man, the nervous man, the bad man, the dead woman. Yeah. (laughs) These are the names of the So I
1: I expect everybody here to watch under the skin this next week and report back what they thought of it.
2: Absolutely. All right. Well, that was great, guys. Uh, A lot of fun. Had a lot of fun discussing the Suicide Squad. Uh, Nick manages to escape uh, without a blemish. As uh, neither one of us were able to crack his code. That was a good one, Nick. And we had to wait a month for it. So that was great. Uh, well,
1: yeah, you had a month.
2: We had a, a month, month and we still got it wrong. That's terrible. All right. So we will see you guys next time. We're going to get on up out of here. Uh, Nick, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yes,
1: yeah, so you can find me on Letterbox at Nick Spain. Um, going through a director binge first time in a while doing uh, I don't want to butcher his name uh, Hayao Miyazaki
2: ah yeah
1: Um, The Spirited Away How's Moving Castle, My Neighbor Totoro, that guy a little bit out of my genre so Mm -hmm. expect to see some uh, some of those movies coming through the, the pipe right now
2: nice all right, Nathan, where can everybody find you, sir? Yep, you can find me on Letterboxd
0: at NathanPig. I'm going through a director binge as well right now. Paul Thomas Anderson. That has been unique. Um, very unique. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go find out what he means and, and check that one out, guys. Um, go ahead and check that out on Letterboxd at NathanPig. Also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at FilmCodePod do a ton of great stuff to interact with you guys. We're also going live more often just for general discussions on things. So uh, make sure you stop by if you catch us on live, you're still listening. Chances are you like what we have to say, go ahead and check out our other episodes. We would really appreciate it. I think you could listen to our content for a week straight without stopping and you'd still have more content. So you're bound to find stuff uh, in in our catalog of episodes that you want to hear about. So please go ahead and do that. Thank you so much for listening
2: absolutely and my name has been phoenix cloud guys you can find me on twitter at i am reviews one that's the number one and on instagram oh, sorry not instagram <laughs> and on uh letterbox- on instagram oh no, no no i'm not and on letterbox under pa cloud i'm also going through uh not a director's binge but a series binge trying to finish up the uh harry potter films and yeah trying to finish up the lord of the rings films, sort of at the same time so that's gonna be a blast uh hopefully we can uh cover the trilogy in the next coming weeks um but yeah so you guys will see my reviews for those up uh shortly i actually got to write about four of them today so uh we will see you guys next time on film code and uh we're out of here peace